0: on this Feelman and Hooley We Tackle Life podcast.
1: I got one big question mark on this team. They're running back? They're running, I, I i don't know who the running back is. I don't know well, who You and I president. were the
0: president and vice president of the as Master backup, 2 fan
1: club. As a backup, not as the guy. He's not the guy. He's not the guy. Really? Yes. Why not? Because he's uh, not diverse enough for me.
0: Is uh, Trey Sermon diverse enough for you, the Oklahoma transfer, Mr. Spielman?
1: I haven't watched him enough. I haven't don't watched him enough? I, I don't
0: have, I mean, I'm just being honest with you. I don't have okay. an evaluation. Do you? No, fine. Uh, no, I have one game to go off okay,
1: of. So I have I, the one game know.
0: he played in Ohio State. Good morning, everybody. It's a Monday edition of the Spielman and Huli We Tackle Life podcast. Live, hopefully, on Facebook Live as I'm checking here on my uh, laptop. We're always available for you via our various podcast platforms. So here, Stitcher, uh, Spreaker, yeah. SoundCloud, Tune in iTunes, Google Play, and everything else, and FindCast, and Spielman and Hooli.com. Oh, Here's
1: the thing, too, Bruce. Yeah. Um, yeah. I Look, he's at Oklahoma, right? He's
0: played at Oklahoma, so you know he's serviceable. He's a guy that's probably pretty good and pretty talented. If people don't know, Trey Sermon, Oklahoma graduate transfer running back, announced yesterday that he is coming to Ohio State to play his final year of college football. Buckeyes need running backs because Master Teague's situation is up in the air, and as you heard in the open— Mr. Spielman has bailed on his love for Master Teague. No, I have not bailed. Seems like you have.
1: Again, what did I say? You said Do I like him?
0: him as a backup, right. not right. as
1: the guy. He can't be the guy, but he's not going to. He, he needs more in his game. He's got a certain skill set that's mm-hmm. really good. Yep. He's got a really good skill set.
0: Okay. Power back.
1: Yeah. He. That's what he is. Yep. He is what he is. Yep.
0: And they need more if they were pleased, plus the injury, right? So you go out. Hurt himself on the first day of spring ball. Uh, It's been reported Achilles. It's also been reported uh, torn calf muscle.
1: So what we want to do here is get as much depth as possible because of the beating of the position. And they were able beautifully to manage J.K. Dobbins last year Mm -hmm. because they were blowing everybody out by halftime. And so J.K. didn't have to play a lot in the second half of a lot of games last year, which kept him fresh. Toward the end of the season, and quite frankly, in a a selfish way, Mm -hmm. for J.K., and I think Ryan probably had this in mind, too. He's protecting him for the next...
0: What is going on here? I don't know what. That was us, uh, our Facebook Live cutting in. Sorry about that. It's okay. Uh, in my uh, shirt? Look at this! Mr. Spielman wearing the Hemisphere Coffee Roaster shirt, the official coffee of the Spielman and Hooley podcast. I put put this
1: in a secret place, so the... Minions and Spawn of me cannot
0: steal them. <laughs> Hemisphere Coffee Roasters, HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. You know, we're in a shelter-in-place order in Ohio as Wait, of can midnight I, finish my, I just want to finish my yeah, point. Uh, the, you don't want me to do the Hemisphere Coffee Roasters? Well, let me finish my point, if you will. So, Sorry I guess selfishly,
1: break. I was saying that Elf, uh, the NFL for J.K. Dobbins, it was a perfect year for J.K. Dobbins, except the fact they didn't walk away with a national championship. Right. But from a physical point... It was a perfect year. So the more talent you can accrue at the running back position, the better. You don't have to have – you can get those kind of numbers with a number of guys that J.K. Dobbins picked up. Yeah, That's what I'm looking and I think what Ryan right now is looking to do. But who knows, once we get to training camp, hopefully it will be a little bit of an extended training camp, but since they missed spring ball, one of these guys will step up and step out.
0: Absolutely. I'm sorry. Hemisphere Coffee, I love it. You can always reach the podcast via email, SpielmanHooley.com. Podcast at gmail.com. And the reason why, particularly now, you should reach it is because today these are going out in the mail. These are checks for $100 to Steve Hendricks in Delaware and to Jennifer Strong in Somerset. And the best part of this is Steve's not taking the money right. and Jennifer's not taking the money. And our fourth winner, Dan, and I got to talk to you about Dan says you can donate directly to the nonprofit or he'll give your check to the nonprofit. None of our first four winners, and this was purely accident, uh, are keeping the money themselves. If you have a need during this uh, COVID cutback, uh, job-wise, by all means, nominate yourself. We award every Friday four $100 checks. We don't check your credentials. We don't do background checks. Uh, Jennifer nominated all the servers at her restaurant in Somerset. Two of them won. The others remain in the hat. We probably will only allow you to win one time. Uh, because we have a number, as you might expect, of entries. Uh, and so get your name in, get your nominees in to SpielmanHooleyPodcast at gmail.com, and we'll award those every week. Uh, also, yes, as I said, Hemisphere Coffee Roasters, the official coffee of the Spielman and Hooley Podcast. Forgot the social distancing. Thank you. We are social distancing. And tomorrow, well, Wednesday on, we will no longer be in the same location because as Chris has been uh Releasing a video to uh, further the state's objectives on COVID cutbacks. We don't think it's appropriate for us to um, even come close in some people's minds right. to violating the state's shelter-in-place I don't want to do that. Place I mean,
1: I go from my garage to your basement to my garage, but I understand. I mean, yeah. I can't, you know,
0: I— If you're I, advocating for people to make sacrifices— Sure. —we want to make sacrifices. Doing the same and, thing. And, you know, integrity and everything is uh, extremely important to us. Yeah. And uh, so we're going to observe that, and we're going to try to figure out a way that via Skype or something we can have both faces on the podcast. Yeah, we'll figure
1: time. it out. Um, you're the you're the creative director. Yeah. And, but the giveaways will continue, Certainly. by the way, and so
0: and the good it, coffee will continue if you order because yeah. they'll ship it right to you. Yeah. So absolutely. use no reason why you have bad coffee during the uh, during the time. Use we tackle life all caps. That's your discount code, fifteen percent off. And the coffee's getting rave reviews from everybody. I can read some emails from and, people who ordered.
1: Anybody else that wants to help us contribute the money they can
0: donate it or to pay our patreon page p-a-t-r-e-o-n we'll give away every dollar yeah give away every dollar and any business that wants to donate want to donate a one-time 500 bucks we'll give away five more checks whatever we're just trying to help people at this time of cutbacks and concern. or if you
1: yeah that's a, that's great and you know I'm, I'm always going to have 400 in
0: the pot if we can build that the more we can give away um let's just uh briefly let people know how your family's doing my family's doing rick's family's doing uh over the years we've built up you know people who care about us and we certainly care about them uh everybody's home in your family noah lives in the suburban Sh- chicago yeah, no,
1: noah's in chicago he's fine they uh, actually, we're home last weekend for Maddie's birthday, the oldest's birthday. We actually had a under 10 people gathering, proper social distancing mm-hmm. celebration for her yesterday, which was fun. It gave us a chance to uh, get our minds off whatever stress. And I'm going to talk about that in our faith segment. You might want to stick around for the next uh, the faith segment on this one because I got a powerful message for everybody through God, not my message, God's message. Awesome. But but we played uh, taboo. We played Pictionary. We played Family Feud. We had a themed. Uh, I they I it started out as Mexican, but somehow it turned into a Caribbean slash uh, Hawaiian party. Nice last night, dude. Limbo. Uh, no, they were. We did a TikTok video. Oh okay. So my stepdaughter organized it, and I was the lead guy in the TikTok. Only quarantine would get me to do a TikTok
0: Where can video. I view that? Where can yeah. our fans view that? Um, Is it on your uh, Instagram page?
1: No, here. I'll, I'll, no, I'm not putting it up there, but I'll show it to you. I'll oh, go. Uh, okay. And so everybody's fine. I mean, you know, I think a couple of my kids, I would say this, uh, get nervous mm-hmm. because they've never experienced anything like this, so, or any of us, but we've all experienced this feeling of uncertainty. Yes. And, I, you know, one of my kids, and, and, you know, there's a lot of uncertainty in the world, and and she was really anxious. And so I just, uh, I think as a parent, let your concern know. Sure, it's scary. Nobody knows. But God will provide a way out eventually. And we just got to hang. Just got to hang tough and, and, and let go and let God. And, and I get people say, oh, I, okay, in the meantime, what do I do about that? Do what you can, do what you can. Be proactive. You know, we, we can sit around, and, and believe me, I've been sitting around complaining and moaning as much as the other guy, right? But I'm, I'm you know, eventually I'm going to stop complaining and start doing and taking action. It's easy to sit around, oh, woe is me. Yeah, I, I get it, woe is me. So I'm taking action the best way that I can take action. Each of us should evaluate our own individual uh, situations and take action. If you're healthy and if you're young, Kroger's hiring, Walgreens is hiring, uh, Walmart's hiring, uh, other places that Houston, John Lieutenant Governor Houston, keeps putting out, I keep retweeting, all these places are hiring. Get in the fight. Mm-hmm. You know, and I, I would do it, but I don't want to take an opportunity from somebody else. Right. You
0: don't need it. Somebody I don't else need it. Needs somebody it. need it, take it. Right. Um uh, you agree with that? I agree with that 100%. And yesterday was interesting. And here's the other thing is don't let the cutbacks keep you from – uh, reaching out to people and find new ways to further relationships you have. You and I are both church goers. Our churches are closed right now, can't right. go. Uh, yesterday morning, uh, I uh, had a Zoom call. Zoom is a video platform on a laptop. WebEx, same thing. Go to meeting, right. whatever. There are lots of them. With my Sunday school class from church. We yeah. all have a need to socialize. I miss everybody. Haven't seen them for a couple weeks. We had like, Every single couple. We had better attendance for the Zoom call than we would have if we actually had church. And we spent an hour and 20 minutes together. We all went around the room. Everybody talked about what's going on. It was great. I had a Facebook Live yesterday morning. Thanks to everybody who watched that. I had a third call yesterday. I had three calls by noon. Three. I got more yeah. community yesterday and more uplifting spiritual feedback. Good for you. Feedback. We had one last night with a, with a life group from our church. Zoom gives you a free account. You don't have to pay for it. Really? You can be on it for 40 minutes. You can have up to 100 participants. So if you have relatives across the country, you'd love to see their faces. You'd love to hear them talk. I'm going to do that with cousins of mine in Denver, cousins of mine in my hometown of West Liberty, Ohio. We're going to re- organize that for Tuesday night. So. There are ways to get together. Use technology. Be creative and uh, fight back. As Chris said, fight. Fight this thing. Don't just go, oh, I can't go anywhere. Fight back. With what you have. That's right. Be proactive. Uh, My family's doing well. And uh, Rick in Minnesota, what's the story for Minnesota? Uh, NFL business. They're still, yeah. They're they're working. Same ads, huh? Yeah.
1: Okay, But their whole building is closed. There's only... I don't know if you know about that new facility up in... I do not. It's just unbelievable. It's off the charts. Well, their stadium's unbelievable. It's just unbelievable. And, 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 you know, it's a huge building with multiple floors and levels, and there's four people in there. (laughs) Wow. You know, there's just four of them in there operating the business. And they have to. They have the cap guy. They have Rick. They have the assistant GM, George Payton. Five people And the two lead, the director of college scouting and the director of pro scouting. Everybody's in their own area. And, you know, it's not stopping. The NFL's not stopping, which is fine because yep. you can do all that stuff remotely. And quite frankly, when I get down or get ticked off, one of the things that that uh, helps me is I, I scroll through my phone and read NFL news. I love it. Mm-hmm. You know, it helps me get my mind off it, get ready for the job coming up and, and refocusing that, you know, yeah, we're going to get through this and we'll get better. I'm waiting to see where Jameis Winston ends up. Where's, you know, I I might I, I think the Chargers or I don't think he'll go to the Patriots because I don't think Bill Belichick and him could coexist the because of the turnovers. Crazy. Yeah, so we'll see. And I'm surprised, speaking of the Patriots, I, I don't know if this is dead yet or not because so, I think it, it's a perfect fit. Andy Dalton to and the Patriots I think would be a great fit for the Patriots and Andy Dalton, but we'll see what happens.
0: Well, from what I'm hearing, and I'm certainly not dialed in there, but I have someone who's, you know, who I'm talking You're about. Let's, in. Not, let's not say they apparently believe in Jarrett Stidham.
1: Okay, then you they go believe now.
0: in Jarrett Stidham, and they're gonna. I, I've been told they're gonna bring Hoyer back. Is there uh, the
1: I think he's already back there.
0: Okay. All right. So So, and Hoyer knows Third the try. system
1: and he, you know, he's yep.
0: safe. He's He's sure, he's he the Josh case Daniel system.
1: He's the case Keenum of the New England Patriots.
0: Yeah, he's not quite as good as Case Keenum, No. Believe me.
1: But but he could put numbers up. I mean, he was uh he was actually signed when Kyle Shanahan's first year I think as the starting quarterback of the San Francisco 49ers. Well, he was he? actually the starter Kyle's first year. So there's a lot of people that know. I mean, he's a backup guy. Made and, a nice and, living. And he made is nice a nice living. He, I don't know if you know him. out of. He's out of Michigan State. He's an Ohio kid. Mm-hmm. He's a great kid and and great worker and it's and a competitor. You have to be to get to that level. So if, they, if you go with Stidham, that's fine. And, go with him. And, and they have history, though, Bruce, because all the way back to Matt Castle, right? They've had guys that have had success. In that system. But the answer is finally going to be, was it Belichick or was it Brady? And I maintain somewhere in between is the truth on both of yes. those guys. The answer is yes. Yes, yes, exactly. So. Uh,
0: okay, back to Trey Sermon for a moment. He's your newest uh, Buckeye hope at running back. He will certainly be a contributor at running back, I would think. If he's not a contributor at running back, then they're really good at running back. I'd be good if he's I, not a contributor. I watched him at Oklahoma. uh, if you go back and watch, and you can find little clips on Twitter of Oklahoma's win, I know as painful as it was, in twenty, was 2017, Baker uh-huh. Mayfield, the yeah. flag plant. Trey Sermon was a freshman, and he had a 10-yard receiving touchdown on which he showed really nice wiggle getting into the yep. end zone, and he led the team in rushing with 62 yards. Now, they were a throwing team. They were not a running team. So Correct. his numbers are not going to – he's not going to have a 2,003-yard season like J.K. Dobbins uh he's a nice back Ohio State wanted him out of high school and he liked Tony Alford uh he's but he's you say well why is he leaving Oklahoma well he's leaving Oklahoma because he doesn't see a lot of carries uh coming his way at Oklahoma I mean if a guy is transferring out of Oklahoma to Ohio State there you usually there's a reason either he's falling out of favor with the coaches or he's got some issue his issue is there's a younger kid Kennedy Brooks who had a thousand yard season last year and took his job away so it doesn't mean Trey Sermon can't help Ohio State. It just means, you know, buyer beware. He's not their A back coming here. Um, I wanted to ask you, does what do you think of how Ohio State runs the ball and how Oklahoma runs the ball? I wanted to say this. I was thinking about this. Oklahoma's more spread, change of pace, running back stuff. Ohio State's more physical. But they do both have their quarterback and a shotgun a lot. From a linebacker's perspective, are their running styles as teams more similar, more different? Well, I I think when you look at this
1: type of spread offense, so in football we know that everything is uh, imitated, correct? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hey, that works for somebody. Sure. This works. So whether it's more of a power game, that power is either straight ahead blocking or everybody blocking inside a man, down, down, pull around, right? Mm-hmm. We we know that. All right, and some of the spread offense, it's a, it's a little more finesse when you have that. There's there's the quarterback zone read spread, which is a little bit more of a, a finesse type of thing, or there's a power. Ohio State is built for more of a power. They have that zone read quarterback thing, but they also have basically I-formation runs, Mm-hmm out of the spread. Yes. And so all teams, I haven't watched Oklahoma enough to give you to break down their running game. I just know what Ohio State is. Ohio State prefers a powerful downhill running game and a power running game and getting H-backs or tight ends. So it's basically a one-back offense, just the guys doing it from the quarterback position. But the blocking schemes up front are the same.
0: Yeah, I think Oklahoma runs a stretch play. You know, they run that wide stretch play. Yeah, I, I think, out well, that's what I'm saying. Everybody yeah. has a little bit of everything, mm-hmm. but for
1: for how Ohio State is built, right? Ohio State is built for power. I don't know how Oklahoma right. was built.
0: I think in 2017 they were built for power. As my recollection is they had a really good offensive line in front of Baker Mayfield, and they've put some linemen in the first round. Now, were they as good recently? Probably not because, you know, Jalen Hurts was running around for his life. And Kyler Murray was, had a, you know, they wanted to take advantage of Kyler Murray's running skills. But I think, again, Trey Sermon's a good get yeah. for Ohio State. He's one of the best ones out there, and that's what they needed, particularly given Master Teague's uncertainty, Marcus Crowley's uncertainty, the fact they don't have a lot of depth there. They've uh, scored a really highly rated recruit for 2021, but he's yeah. certainly not going to help them this fall. Ohio State is the hot place for transfer spiels where you dialed into uh, Instagram, yes, where you dialed into SportsCenter Saturday night. Yeah, the big. Uh, Big Harvard transfer. Yeah, Seth Towns, Ohio State Buckeye now. Harvard Crimson out of Northland High School. It's cool. And I thought it was just great. You know, the things he said about his parents always being Ohio State fans and this being a dream and coming back and defending his hometown. I mean, boy, what a – it's not an upset that a Harvard kid would say it in a very eloquent way, but he just really nailed the announcement of coming to OSU.
1: I think the other thing, too, is this is the thing I like and what I'm looking forward to for next year is the fact that it's you know an older team right it's the veterans it's kids that have been tested a little bit especially some of the veterans like you know cj walker for example kyle young when he's healthy right towns kid and whoever else uh who knows gonna be really good next year is liddell yep and so i think that i'm really optimistic about next year's basketball team so we'll see how that all unfolds
0: now you mentioned ej liddell uh, he tweeted over the weekend uh, something to the effect of, I'm not going anywhere. So yeah. people who were worried about with DJ Carton transferring and the news first reported on SI.com. Good job, Bruce. Ohio State, that Alonzo Gaffney was not only leaving, but he was going pro, uh, that uh, EJ Liddell people were like, ah, and he says no. I'm not going anywhere. And why would he? Cuz he really came on at the end of the yeah. year and he'll be a starter next year and he's going to get lots of run.
1: Yeah, and he's yeah, he'll get yeah, he's, his improvement was fun to watch. It just each game you saw a little bit more improvement. And this goes for all sports and, and I think all parents. And one thing I wish I would have done as a parent that I didn't do uh growing up. I didn't teach my kids enough about confidence. I just mm. didn't I was very anxious to point out where they, the wrongs were, mm-hmm. how you can get better. Yeah, the mistakes. Not yeah. in a, Not in a negative way. No. I was just very anxious to point that out. Where I didn't say often enough. No, I did say it, but not often enough. Boy, you really do this really well. Mm-hmm. This is something you do really well. And I've been reading some books, obviously, and articles and stuff like that, whatever to pass time. And one of it is the the um, importance of confidence in an athlete's mind. And what a difference that makes as as you perform or, or play on the field or play on the court. Mm-hmm. If you're confident in your ability, even if you do make a mistake, that confidence will carry you through that mistake. Sure. So you're not afraid of failure again. So I really think confidence is an underrated trait that a lot of athletes have. Mm-hmm. Now, you go to the NFL, there's genuine confidence mm-hmm. in the NFL. <laughs> I, and it's difference, right? Genuine confidence is not sarcasm Raging, yeah. no it's yeah. just I got, it. I got it I know what I'm good at right. so there's nothing wrong I played with genuine confidence because you put the preparation in I put the preparation in but I had that's I had success yeah. and so that fed the confidence that's why I'm, old school coaches would never tell you if you did something right oh that's mm-hmm. what the so what the hell you're supposed to do yeah you know right. as opposed to reinforcing what you're doing right and subconsciously and consciously that builds an athlete's confidence and confidence is a key contributor to winning
0: yeah and you don't have to be uh uh, your your child doesn't have to be an athlete for you to affirm them and uh tell them good things which will raise their self-confidence which will don't make up the good things. no don't make it up and don't tell them when they do great don't tell them that they do great when they don't yeah but if they're hitting their potential that's and they're and they're and they're working hard affirm that yeah well you and as a parent, it's our job
1: to recognize and raise when we can mm-hmm. what their potential can be. I mean, you know it, and yeah. you have to take a realistic view of what their potential can be. And that those they're not going to hit it one hundred percent of the time, all the time. But when they do affirm, that's been a big word of ours the past that's two weeks, man. It's been a big word of mine for whatever. Yep. I don't know why it keeps coming into my head, but because oh, I a- think it's important. Affirmation is powerful in for people, and so. When you affirm that with your kids, they're they're going to to get better. And like uh, I was with my daughter, and we had, fortunately we have the uh, necessary equipment at home enough to at least get by. Mm-hmm. And she's got a rehab program, right? Because this is going to end, and she's coming back from an ACL. And watching her work out and improve from two weeks ago to today, especially with an injury, right? You have to affirm that. And I'm not, I said, Macy, I I always tell my kids, I always tell you the truth. I'm not going to lie to you. And so they know that when I come with affirmation and speak to, that's really good. That's legit. It's, you know, you're just saying that because you always say that, you know, that's not the case. Like, even I tell the story of uh, when Macy first started playing basketball, she was in third grade and they got beat like 29 to one or 29 to two. And all the kids are coming off the court. And every great job, Susie. Great job, Allie. Lauren, great job. Here comes Mace. You kidding me, dude? Were you even trying? Now, I wouldn't go that way because that's not positive. I would say it a different way. I said, look, I would I, now I would say, you know, that team's better. You guys aren't good enough yet. But that doesn't mean you won't get to be good enough. You just got to keep practicing instead of are you even trying at three years yeah. or at third grade.
0: Well, I mean, I've, I've that, said to, I said I I said to my daughter before in travel basketball when she's complaining about a loss, I said, "Well, what did you do? Yeah, don't complain about your teammates. Yeah, what did you do that? You, what or what did you not do that you're capable of doing? Yeah. So uh, it's stuff. not okay to it's not it's not wrong to ask more from them when you think they have more to give. Absolutely. But you got to know them to know what they're capable of. Spielmanhuli podcast at gmail.com is the email address. Nominate people for the one hundred dollar checks that we'll award on Friday. Four of them for the next four weeks. Three of them are going out this morning. To Steve, to Dan, and to Jennifer, uh, you can also review the podcast on iTunes, which will help us uh, very much. We appreciate that. Uh, and remember, public service announcement from our friend: Wash
1: your hands for at least twenty seconds with an enthusiasm unknown to mankind.
0: I just love Good job, it. Jim. I just love playing. I love it. Out. I, I, just I love think playing it's great. Out, yeah.
1: I think that's so effective because I've been saying that to my kids, and, and, you know, especially as they're all, we finally are all together. Now, those of us that are still considered living at the house age, and they look at me when I say that, like, they don't know who, like, they know, but right. they don't really know what like, Harbaugh is or sure. what he's like or whatever, but I say that all the time. They just look at me like, they often look at me like, <laughs> all right, I, I, where would that come from? I don't care. I still got the main message, so all
0: right. All right, we're going to uh, step out of the Facebook Live video here momentarily because uh, they get a little uh, salty if you're on for too much longer than 20 minutes. What, do you we'll... get a firmly worded email? No, they just cut you off. So we'll oh. try to bring it back at the faith portion, but no promises given the sketchy cell signal. I want you to weigh in here on an observation that I had, thinking about DJ Carton Turning Pro, No, excuse me. DJ Carton transferring to get the ball in his hands more so he can make a bigger impression on Pro Scouts. Alonzo Gaffney either transferring or I've been told by people very, very close to the program, he's turning pro. And then contrast it with the plan of Seth Towns, who's transferring to Ohio State from Harvard with a Harvard degree. The reason he's transferring is because in the Ivy League, you cannot play as a graduate student. Right, cannot play as a graduate student. He's got his degree. He's been there four years, got his degree, sat two injured, now appears to be fine. And I just thought about how Seth Towns is coming to Ohio State. He's going to play. He's going to probably get a graduate degree from Ohio State. So he set himself up well with Buckeye. I don't know.
1: You think he'd be able to handle Ohio State's curriculum? he a
0: Ph.D. in two years. He's got an undergrad from Harvard. Uh but here's a kid who's had a plan coming out of high school. He could have gone to Ohio State out of high school. He could have gone to Butler. He could have gone to Michigan. He could have gone to Iowa. He had an opportunity to go to Harvard. He wanted a Harvard degree. He said, I wanted a Harvard degree. You got one. And he's got one. And now he's coming to Ohio State. And I just thought to myself, Seth Towns is going to go a long way in life. And I hope DJ Carton and Alonzo Gaffney go a long way in life. But in terms of the plans that the three young men have, I'd bet on Seth Town's plan because I'm afraid DJ and Alonzo, by wanting what they want really fast and not being willing to invest short term in the long term, they have, I believe they have diminished their chances to be uh, what they could be as professional basketball players.
1: Uh, I'm gonna disagree with you a number of ways. I think there's different goals. Seth Towns uh, has a backup plan, the ultimate black backup plan, uh, plan B with a Harvard degree. Maybe he has other outside interests. I don't know. But I do know this. The longer you stay in school, the longer you play, the chances of you getting into the NBA or being an NBA player diminish because you're not only competing with the best In the country, you're competing with the best in the world. So I don't blame Gaffney for going to a place where he can develop his skills because these kids that have NBA dreams, and I'm not going to take that dream, Mm -hmm. I don't blame those kids for wanting a ball in their hand. And somebody will take them for the ball in their hand. I mean, that's the reality of the situation. And they know that their window is closing. Like you're consider if you're 22 years old in the NFL, you're considered young. If you're 22 years in the NBA and haven't
0: been there for two years, you're an old man. Yeah. Do you think DJ Car? Uh, let's talk about. I don't Gaff- know. Let's talk about Gaffney. I, first I haven't all. seen him play. Okay, so, I have so no here's idea. the plan that was presented. We'll go back to Carton. Here's the plan that was presented to DJ Carton by one of Ohio State assistant coaches. One of the Ohio State assistant Carton coaches. or Gaffney. Carton. Okay. And and this particular assistant, and I'm sorry, I don't know which one it was, was at Duke when Jay Williams went through Duke.
1: Point guard, really good player. Point guard, number
0: one overall pick in the NBA draft. Really good player. Career was uh, cut short by a severe motorcycle accident. Really bad motorcycle accident, yeah. Don't ride motorcycles, kids. Uh, Do what you want, but it's a danger.
1: Just know, yeah, know the risk.
0: Okay, so the plan presented to DJ Carton by Ohio State, and they said, look, we got this assistant who has lived it with Jay Williams. You come in, you play as a freshman, second year your Big Ten Player of the Year, third year your National Player of the Year, you head to the NBA number 1 overall pick. That was the vision that they had for D.J. Carton. I would say if he's averaging 10 points a game as a kid, largely coming off the bench, but he started a few games. He was big against Kentucky. I just watched a Kentucky game this weekend. Uh, he was big against Northwestern. He was coming on. He 20 games in. We all know he took the medical leave of absence, which is fine, but he was, I would say he was on schedule with the plan. They laid out for him. CJ Walker's emergence after he left probably made an impression on DJ As if I come back, I'm going to, they're not going to sit CJ Walker. Why would they? He's delivered. Um, so he's like, I want to go somewhere where I can get the ball in my hand and blah, 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 blah. I think he was on a pretty good track at Ohio State. I obviously love watching him play and would love to have seen him play, and it was interesting to me that this weekend I also watched Ohio State against Georgetown Boy, in 2000. You were just out in on the Buckeyes and this I'm week. watching the classic Buckeye Hoops, and I was like – How are you getting all these games? Are well, uh, Buckeye Hoops, the, the Georgetown game was on Big Ten Network. Okay. And the uh, other one was on CBS Sports Network. And I was like, man, Mike Conley and DJ Carton, two electric left-handed point guards, and I got a year out of both of them. Yeah. Breaks my heart. That's C.J.
1: Walker's left-handed.
0: Yeah. C.J.'s nice little player, but he's not those two kids. You were down on C.J. C.J. started slow. He did. Okay, here's the thing. It's a great point. Came up big at the end. It's a great
1: point that you just made. I love it because it's honest. The emergence of C.J. Walker. I never thought of that. And I'm going to kick myself in my temple for not thinking of this. Wow,
0: I want to see the flexibility. There.
1: Um, <laughs> There, I just punched myself to save on a pulled hamstring. Oh, good. Because I didn't think of this. And usually, this is the first thing yeah. that I go to. So, congratulations. Wow. We must be in a quarantine. Holy if I, cow. If I'm you ready. sure
0: you're well over there? <laughs> congratulations.
1: Good no, because you're right. I think the whole transfer was that, hey, C.J. came on.
0: That's the whole transfer. How can he be sure he'd have the ball in his hands here next year? That's the whole reason for the transfer. Remember when I sent you the stats on C.J. Walker from first half of the year? No, it wasn't the first half of the year. It was like previous 10 games to last 10 games. And I expected, oh, there's going to be a big jump in scoring. There's going to be a big jump in shooting. There's going to be a big jump. There really wasn't. But where was the huge difference? Do you remember uh-huh. turnovers? Yeah, turnovers went whoo. Yeah, and what happened? The team won nine of eleven. It's amazing. When it's amazing. St- and what was Carton's struggle? Turning it yeah. over. So I when-
1: remember texting you about turnovers yeah. during a game one time and, that was yeah. ticking me off.
0: And yeah. they persevered through the turnovers early because everybody's hitting threes. Yeah. Luther's hitting threes, and Washington and Caleb, and they're all hitting threes. Well, when the threes stopped going down, and the turnovers stayed high. Well, he lost 6-7. of Okay, so when the turnovers went back down, now you tell me, if you're DJ Carton and Chris Holtman's recruited you and Chris Holtman's a point guard in college, and I don't know any head coach who's like, ah, turnovers, don't worry. Yeah. So Carton's sitting there looking at C.J. Walker's turnovers vanishing, saying, well, he's going to play the guy who doesn't turn it over. Right. Now, he might play me off the ball, but where's my future in the NBA? It's not off the ball. No, no. So that's why D.J. Carton's leaving. Now, Alonzo, exactly. Well done, Bruce. Alonzo Gaffney, um, and he's not unique to this. I always feel bad for kids who are viewed by their family and in their family as the ticket. He's the ticket for everybody. And I get it. A lot of these uh, young men come from very difficult circumstances, and Alonzo Gaffney was as accomplished as any player uh, coming up through the high school ranks. Where,
1: what high school did uh, he, from... he
0: He's played for many, but one of them was Garfield Heights Trinity, which is a powerhouse. play there, boy. It's yeah. big time, okay? Uh, they do a great job there. Sonny Johnson does a great job there coaching that team. So Alonzo's looked upon as everybody's, you know, he's going to rock it to stardom, and he's going to take a lot of people with him. And He comes to Ohio State, and he's clearly not physically equipped for the Big Ten. He's... Not a great defensive player. we will say it as kindly as I can, and his competition is Kyle Young. Okay, well we just talked about what coaches like. So you got Alonzo Gaffney, who's not solid defensively and is not a great rebounder, right. and you got Kyle Young, who's Mister Hustle. He's got two years banked with Chris Holtman. He came to Ohio State because Holtman was at Ohio State. He was going to Butler with Holtman. Kyle Young is makes everybody on the floor better. And so that's the guy he's competing with for playing time, and EJ Liddell. So Gaffney sits, scores 1.8 points per game, and he's like, well, I can go pro, so I'm going to go pro. Where's he going to go pro? Well, he's going to go to Europe, of course. He's not going to play in the NBA D-League. I I don't even know if he's good enough to play in the NBA D-League. I don't know. I don't know. Those are men. Those guys will eat your... Good, like bite your head it's off! They're, dim- they're they're playing for a check.
1: It's a little different when you're playing for money as opposed to playing for how, a credit. Can so, you imagine
0: how desperate it is in the NBA D League? Those yeah. guys are like clawing over each other to get a two to a two way contract. Yeah.
1: So here's the thing too for for me, I don't know how good he is. I I imagine the the type of player you talk about with Liddell or Cal Young, those are college team players.
0: You're not going to play Alonzo Gaffney over either I'm, one of those guys. So if
1: Alonzo struggled on defense or whatever, I don't know. I have no idea. But he, I imagine he was so dominant in the AAU that everybody sure. thought in the AAU league where there's, you know, not a lot of defense. It's not the
0: AAU-D league. It's no. the AAU league. There's no D in AAU.
1: Yeah, so I, I think for Alonzo, it's probably his best move forward, to be honest with you. Not everybody's – I'm a big believer in this. I know that some some people aren't – not every kid is – cut out to play college sports you know they're cut out to play sports that doesn't mean they're dumb or ignorant they might be very smart and very uh creative and very uh have ingenuity whatever the case may be but they're just not cut out for college there's a lot of football players that aren't cut out for college that's why we have some guys not make it yep and, and and they're just skilled in other areas of life. And he, fortunately for Alonzo, if he is going pro, and if there is a financial need and he can provide immediate relief, then good for you. How can I help? And I'm sure Chris Holtman will do that for him. Chris
0: Holtman, I'm sure, will help. He said that on the interview with Matt McCoy on 610. He said, you know, we'll help guys do whatever they want to do. And. I have no doubt that he will do that. Now, uh, my personal thought on Alonzo Gaffney's best plan would be transfer to Akron, transfer to someplace where you can, like, step in, start, and shoot threes. Step in, start, and shoot threes. Now, does he want to sit a year? No, he doesn't want to sit a year. Is he in academic good shape? Eh, I don't know that, but the fact that he left the team – under mysterious circumstances. First illness, then it was, well, we can't say what it is. The leader in the clubhouse for what it was was academics. They're not going to embarrass a young man. I don't think they can embarrass a young man. They they can't say, uh, you know, privacy laws such. They can't say, well, he's got academic issues or whatever. And they can't say if he has medical issues. But I'm pretty sure he does not have medical issues. So that would be my recommendation. The encouragement for Alonzo Gaffney is... You remember LaMelo Ball? Not Lonzo Ball, but LaMelo Ball. And LaVar Ball, the dad said, oh, all my sons are going to be top picks in the NBA. And people laughed. They're like, no, Lonzo's the only one that can play. Well, now they're talking about LaMelo, who went to who knows where.
1: Yugoslavia or somewhere. I was going to say Yugoslavia.
0: Now he's like a top five pick. So it is possible to go. And he got in trouble at UCLA for shoplifting while they were on a trip to China but uh and UCLA bailed on him so it is possible to build yourself into something.
1: absolutely especially over in Europe and you're playing professional and you're mm-hmm. playing against men and i you know that i just go by what people tell me cuz like i said on on uh friday's podcast i can talk basketball but i don't have a, a ton of inside stuff the little things so i rely on other people that or know mm-hmm. what I know, uh, NFL or college football, I'll go head-to-head with anybody in the world. Basketball? Yep. I just go by what people tell me and what I think I know. And I am I can be convinced to be wrong a lot easier in basketball than I am in football. But a lot of obviously there's a lot of crossover between the two. And when I talk to former college basketball players or former pro basketball players at all levels, from the NBA all the way over to Europe, the one thing they say, the longer... You stay, it hurts you to play in the NBA. And that's Mm -hmm. why there's kids over in Europe, like all these European kids, that are playing in the pros when they're 16, 17, and 18 years old, correct? Mm -hmm. And getting paid a lot of money to do it.
0: Yep. Yep. So good luck to Alonzo Gaffney uh, wherever you land. Uh, No other transfers as of now from Ohio State, and I would not expect any more. How many
1: scholarships do they have?
0: Well, at this point in time, Seth Towns will slide into D.J. Carton's spot. Uh, Caleb Weston's going to go to the NBA. We've covered that on previous podcasts. He's going to attempt. He's going to attempt to go to the NBA. Thank you. He's going to turn professional is what I should Thank say. Thank you. Um, I hope he makes it, too. hope he makes it. Um hope he makes it. <laughs> uh, let's see. So they're going to have – Caleb's is going to come open. Gaffney's is open. I would expect them to add a guard of some sort. There's a Harvard transfer at the point guard position. The problem is he's a senior. I mean, like he'd have one year of eligibility left, and I don't think you want to have C.J. Walker and another guy leave. wouldn't surprise me if they took a transfer who'd have to sit out a year. Uh, If they could find a C.J. Walker, a guy who's a pretty good point guard who'd have to sit a year. They've got a point guard coming in next year, uh, Michi Johnson, but I don't think you want to go with a straight freshman and have nobody else, although Dwayne Washington – can play the point, backing up C.J. Walker, but I wouldn't be surprised if Dwayne is viewing his career as one more year and then out to the NBA. So that's. Uh, a,
1: I like Dwayne Washington. I do too. Man. Problem for later
0: on. They're pretty well stocked. They're going to be next good. Next year, I think right? they're going to be really good. Now they're not going to be very tall. Uh, Ibrahima Diallo is a big guy in the middle. He's a work in progress, and they got a freshman Zed Key coming in who's like six nine. But I just think they can throw a bunch of six, ish six, ish <laughs> guys I, at you. Kyle I, Young, Justice Suing, Seth Towns, Luther Muhammad, EJ Liddell. They can just throw a bunch of those guys at you.
1: I think they're uh, going to be plenty tall enough, Bruce, in, for college basketball. In my opinion, but, you know, who knows? I don't, what do I know?
0: All right. As we transition to the faith portion of the podcast, one more shout-out to our friends at Hemisphere Coffee Roasters, uh, the official coffee of the Spielman and Hootley podcast. Get 15% off when you use the promo code We tackle life in all caps. Hemisphere Coffee, buying direct from growers in Thailand and in Nicaragua. Here's an email from Sandy. I love good coffee. After hearing how good Chris thought Hemisphere Coffee Roasters Coffee was, I figured I'd support this local coffee shop via their website. I ordered three packs of their K-Cups. I ordered Jamaica Me Crazy. Breakfast blend and the Nicaraguan coffee. The coffee arrived within two days, and I can tell you the Jamaica Me Crazy is amazing. I'll have to try that. A nice nutty smell and just a hint of nutty taste, but to agree with Chris, there is no bitter aftertaste. I, too, like a stronger coffee and drink it black, but do not like the bitter aftertaste. This does not have that. I also noticed after placing my order, they sent me an email with a refund back to my credit card of $4 and some change. I'm assuming this is the 15% discount that the Spielman Hooley podcast listeners receive if they use the code. I did not use the code. I check marked the box that I heard about them on Spielman and Hooley, and they obviously went back and refunded me that 15%. Nice. To me, this says a lot about who they are. I have not tried the other two coffees yet, but when I do, I'll send you an email and let you know what I think. Thanks for plugging them on your podcast. It's always nice to support a company that is doing good for others. I listen to every one of your podcasts from the Two Men in a Basement studios. <laughs> I listen every morning on The Zone. She was the one. yes thank you and was disappointed when the station was canceled imagine how we felt (laughs) i am a huge buckeye i assume she means fan born and raised and love getting every bit of information i can on them i really enjoy the faith portion of the podcast there are days it has given me the strength that i have needed keep up the great work look forward to many more podcasts well you know what that made my day thank you sandy that's very nice to say very cool thank you very nice thing so we're going to try to go back live on facebook as Chris begins, uh, this, oh, yeah, I'm beginning. Are you going to want to begin? Cause I'm going to go set up the camera. You want?
1: Yeah, i am being. good. Go ahead. Okay, very good. We'll do I'll that. Just, uh...
0: uh, so, uh, thanks we'll, to can Sandy. Can we take a commercial break to until him. I find what no, I, can, I thought uh, I had uh, it I pulled dan- up? <laughs> I can dance around here. Remember, get your nominations in for people who you know, who are in need based upon COVID-19 cutbacks. And as the governor, uh, Mr. DeWine has asked that we all shelter in place starting at midnight tonight. There will be more people who will be in economic hardship. So get their nominations in. You can nominate yourself. That's fine. Uh, And we would love to uh, award them $100. We'll put them in a hat. We'll draw them out on Friday, and we'll see where they go. Uh, Jennifer, who was uh, kind enough to nominate two of her workers, uh, no, many of her workers, but two of them won, uh emailed back when I let her know that they won. She said, "Oh my goodness, this is the best news. I'm so excited to tell them. You guys are the best. I hope to be able to pass this kindness along to others." Very and cool. We hope you can too.
1: Well, that's the whole thing, you know. What what you, what you give will grow and what you keep you lose. So, since we're in quarantine and I've he- heard a lot of, you know, interesting, funny, creative stuff about marriage. People married. So this is or you're in a serious relationship. So I decided a couple ways to go today. The first part of my face segment, we have a couple minutes here is the five rules of a relationship. Okay. Well, God needs the the unwritten rule. The one that I'm not going to talk about. That's the most important thing is that God needs to be at the head of your marriage. She needs to love God more than she loves you. You need to love God more than you love her. If you do that, you'll both experience a love that you're incapable of giving unless God is at the head of that relationship and that marriage. I know that Bruce agrees with that. Absolutely. Five rules of a relationship. Now, this one, you know, this is important and so I really believe in this and I try to put them into place every single day. I put it into place with my marriage to Stephanie and I put it into place with my marriage to Carrie. Five rules of relationship. Number one, stay faithful. Yes, sir. I think uh, obviously many people have been forgiven and and have gone through a horrible time, but have come out brighter at the other end because God was at the top of the relationship. But stay faithful. Number two, make your spouse, this goes for men and women, because this is important, make them feel wanted. Mm -hmm. They are wanted. Uh, And needed make them feel wanted and needed and communicate with them and don't be afraid to tell your spouse or your partner what you need from them or what you want from them. And I will tell you or her what I need from you and what I want from you. Respect is big. Respect your partner. Treat them with dignity and respect And I like to think of it as I try to honor uh, my wife. I try to honor that relationship. And so if I get a little snippy, I take a step back, or I've asked her to tell me if I get a little snippy, because sometimes I get a little locker roomy, right, especially during football season when I'm around football and hearing coaches and at practices, I kind of revert back. I tell her, you have to let me know. Because sometimes I do things like many people do. You don't know that you're doing them. But respect your partner. So we have one, stay faithful. Two, make make your partner feel wanted. Three, respect your partner. This is big. Number four, don't flirt with others. Don't do it. There's no need to. There's no need to do that. Stay away from doing that. Don't even think about doing it. You know, I mean... Be kind and respectful to everybody, but don't flirt with anybody. And especially now, like people have idle time, right? You're sitting at home. Everybody's on social media. I mean, social media is probably blowing up, right? I I just want to uh, you to avoid any temptation. Don't flirt with others. And the last one, number five, is to make time. And we have that now. Make time. So... God's at the top of this relationship. So what are the five rules of the three-way marriage? That's what it is. God, husband, wife. Stay faithful. Make them feel wanted. Respect your partner. Don't flirt with others. And make time. That's just five simple
0: rules, right? Yeah, and I think the the interesting thing is all those apply to your relationship with God, not just to your spouse. That's true. Yeah. Well, you know? yeah, there you go. Yeah, that's just very good. Stay faithful. Uh, you know, devoted to him. Uh Tell him what you want, and he certainly has tell, told you what he wants from you in the Bible. Uh, respect and honor. Yes, absolutely. Don't flirt. In other words, don't uh, play fast and loose with temptation. Um, and make time. All five of those things, uh, I think, apply. Because in the Bible, God talks about uh, the relationship with us and the relationship with the church is like a marriage. Yeah. So I think it's no coincidence that those five things would apply.
1: Yeah no no yeah we're all in man Absolutely.
0: so uh for my sharing this morning I uh, do my daily reading in Proverbs as I've told you whatever day or date I guess whatever date uh, the month is the date the date of the day this is the twenty third yep um so I'll read Proverbs twenty three today all about it. Uh, so obviously over the weekend I read Proverbs 21 and 22. So let me share, and I always find, well, I should say I, 90% of the time I find a verse in that particular day's chapter of Proverbs that seems to speak to that particular moment. It's not always the same verse. As You can see if you look at my Bible, there are many verses underlined because somewhere in the last 13 months, as I've gone through this book of Proverbs 13 times, and I've pledged to do it every month for the rest of my life, because that's just so much wisdom in here, and I'm I'm predisposed to love the good turn of a phrase, and I, I admire great writing, and uh, the the Proverbs speak to me. So here's a proverb from Saturday for the time we're in. Proverbs 21, verse 30. There is no wisdom, no insight, no plan that can succeed against the Lord. We can be very desperate at this particular time. We can wonder about the, oh, what ifs and all this kind of stuff. That gave me great comfort. There's no wisdom, no insight, no plan that can succeed Against the Lord. God's got a plan. God's in control. I'm not gonna stress about COVID nineteen or anything else. And then yesterday, um the verse that I had yesterday when Governor DeWine issued the order and Chris and I were having a conversation about what are we gonna do? And I you know, like ah I wanted to whine and complain. And I read this verse. A prudent man sees danger and takes refuge but the simple keep going and suffer for it. That's Proverbs 22, verse 3. Read it again, please. A prudent man sees danger and takes refuge, but the simple keep going and suffer for it. God has placed every authority over us in that position. That doesn't mean every single one is perfectly in line with God's plan for their life, go through the Bible, there were many, 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 many kings who were evil kings who God put in power and used. Nebuchadnezzar comes to mind. He was the king over Daniel. Nebuchadnezzar was a bad guy, lots of bad kings. But God put them in position to use them. So God has placed every authority over us for a purpose. Not for pleasure, for purpose. Sometimes it's for pleasure, sometimes it's not. So the authorities over us now are authorities that the Bible calls us to respect Yes, and obey, no matter how much we like it or don't like it. (sighs) There have been times when I didn't like it. There are times I do like it. But this verse spoke to me. A prudent man sees danger and takes refuge, but the simple keep going and suffer for it. So those spoke to me in a big way. And then this morning um, I was reading in uh, the book of Ephesians, as Chris has uh, Counseled me on how to properly say that. How did you say it? Ephesians. Ephesians. Yeah, my my Central Ohio lazy accent. (laughs) Ephesians. The reason why Paul wrote. Not that I
1: would make fun of that. That's okay. The Apostle
0: Paul. The Apostle Paul wrote, I believe, fourteen books of the Bible. You know, I'm a writer. Most of you know I'm a writer. Yes. I love good writing. Paul's letters, I find miraculous. The Apostle Paul wrote these letters over 2,000 years ago. Is he a good writer? Close to 2,000, yes. Okay. Paul would have been a great lawyer. Paul would have been a phenomenal motivational speaker, life coach. He, This guy, what an amazing guy. And in every letter that Paul wrote, usually in the first chapter, sometimes he... Buries the lead and waits till the second chapter. <laughs> he what? writes out a prayer for the people he's addressing. And he wrote these letters to churches. Okay, So picture you're in your church and you'd get a letter from the Apostle Paul, who traveled all over that part of the world and planted churches everywhere. So this is Paul's prayer for the Ephesian church. Ever since I heard about your faith in the Lord Jesus and your love for all the saints, I have not stopped giving thanks for you remembering you in my prayers i keep asking that our god that i keep asking that the god of our lord jesus christ the glorious father may give you the spirit of wisdom and revelation so that you may know him better i pray also that the eyes of your heart may be enlightened in order that you may know that you may know the hope to which he has called you, the riches of his glorious inheritance in the saints, and his incomparably great power for those of us who believe. That so, is so encouraging to me. That, that great power that we have, that yeah. hope that we have.
1: So that goes into Peter too, where he talks yeah. about, you know, God has given us a, a spirit not of timidity. Timid, weakness. No, we have a spirit
0: of power. Isn't that Paul's letter to Timothy?
1: Yes, thank First you.
0: First Timothy one seven, I believe. Yes, exactly. Not giving us a spirit of timidity or fear, but of power, of love, and of self discipline. Self discipline. You can do this, people. You can stay home. You can. Yes. Know, you can do this. Self discipline. What'd you say? First Timothy one. First 7? Timothy one seven, I believe. Are you sure? Well, I'm. Working off memory, so that's always dangerous.
1: Uh, you're wrong.
0: Second Timothy one seven.
1: I'll let I'll let you know. Okay. Are you sure it's one seven?
0: I'm not. I just wrote it the
1: other day. <laughs> no, so did I. In a blog. And I that's, wrote. I'm like freaking freaking out. Where is this thing? I knew I put it. Uh, Two
0: men uh, in a basement struggling to find a no. scriptural citation. But I
1: will share something from uh, Second Timothy. Um, the, is this Bruce? Okay. 2 Timothy two eleven thirteen, and 13 in Paul saying, here's a trustworthy saying. Mm-hmm. If we died with him, we will also live with him. Talking about Christ. If we endure, we will also reign with him. If we disown him, he will disown us. If we are faithless, ah, this is the cool part. He remains faithful for he cannot disown himself. So just hang tough. Those are the promises that we have, and I know it's hard. And we get off track, and all the news and negativity. It, it you know, it's mind numbing to me. I want to go. My here's. I mean, I'm just being honest, right? We have to. I watch TV sometimes. I really want to jump through the TV and, and punch people in the head. I mean, stop. What are the people? You doing? Who, the people who seem to be rooting for chaos. Well, drive me crazy. Yeah, but but everything. You know they every I know because I know how the business works. You know how the business works. Oh, yeah. Some of our listeners don't know how the business works. If you watch, I don't care if it's Fox or CNN. I don't care what you watch. I don't, I don't care less. Bombshell, devastating news, destroyed by so and so. attacked mercifully. You know, it's just horrible like, numbers on
0: Corona. It's just, ah. it's just unbelievable. Yeah. I mean, I
1: think it's so
0: dishonest. I do, too. The other day, I saw a friend of mine who posted a picture of uh, the president at the podium and Fauci, the doctor, was behind him with his hand on his head like this, like the implication of the photo was, oh, Trump just said something that made Fauci go, oh, my goodness, what an idiot. Well, probably that was not at all what it was. It was Fauci just rubbing his face. And I just I've made the plea a couple of times. Let's pull. Chris has made the plea Ugh. much more eloquently in his Facebook post, Instagram post. Let's pull together. Yeah. Can we pull together the by most the way, inspiring times in American history? Pearl Harbor, 9-11. What happened? We were under attack. We are under attack by this virus, and we pulled together. We sacrificed our political differences our ideological differences, our religious differences, and we pulled together because we're Americans. Yeah. Now, I'm well, not that's... saying you should. Be, I'm not saying you should be an American first before you're a Christian first. I'm not saying that, but I'm saying as a Christian, you are called to a spirit of love and you know tolerance and all those kinds of things. And so, not tolerance for sin, of course, but for uh, each other for, of love. So, yeah, you gotta. Stop the seed sowing the seeds of discord. And on the scriptural citation, it is second Timothy yeah. one seven. Thank you. Second Timothy. Read
1: 1, it for the people. Uh, uh, for place. God
0: did not give us a spirit of fear. Right. But a spirit of power, of love, and of self-discipline. So how do you how do you this is I, I'm open for suggestions. This is what
1: I know that works for me. So if I get fearful, and I do, we're all human beings, right? So I remind myself that to live in live in the moment. Live in the present. Be aware and prepared. But to avoid living in fear, and I know people or are, are, are some people that are living in great fear. Try to live in the moment. Because we have a spirit of what? We don't have power a spirit, right.
0: Love. Yeah. Self discipline. Exactly. Self discipline. Discipline yourself. What I try to do is when I fear something, I try to focus. Fear is not fear. What's the Zach Williams song? Fear is a liar. Yeah. Fear's a liar. What do I know to be true? Bruce, what do I know to be true? Oh, what if this, what if that, that. what do you know to be true, Bruce? Okay, well, we're speaking to a lot of Christians on this podcast, and we're speaking to some who are not Christians. So where do you find truth? If you're a Christian, you know you find truth right here in this book, right here, okay? And if you don't believe in Christ as your Savior, you're probably coming from a different baseline on the truth. But for me, for Chris, for those who are believers, I know a lot of things to be true. Right. I know God will never leave me or forsake me. I know he's given me everything I need for life and godliness. I know he'll supply all my needs according to his riches in glory. Yeah. I know that he outfits the birds of the air and the lilies of the field, and I don't need to worry about where where the fact that I'm going to starve to death or whatever. Right. I'm going to be shelter over my head. He surrounded me with love. He sacrificed his own son so I could live with him forever. I am loved. I have I have position with him. So I know all those things are true. So I come back to those when I fear.
1: So and what I and when I'm talking with somebody that has anxiety or fear about this, first thing I stop playing the what if game. Stop playing it. You don't know. And you have to be able to trust that the people that are on front lines of this know. By the way, doctors, nurses, frontline workers, medical staff, thank you. You're courageous warriors and so much appreciative. But to deal with fear, stop playing the what if game because you're creating scenarios. And this was a battle that I had in my cancer wife's cancer journey. I constantly played the what if game. Not a, all the time, but enough to where I th- I look back a little bit with regret and say to myself, how many days, good days did I waste playing the stupid what if game? Yeah. So I'm telling you now, stop Playing the what if game because we don't know. That doesn't mean not be prepared, be aware. Live in the moment and live in the present, have a plan in place, but don't play the what if game. I remind myself of that every single morning when I wake up, or if I start getting angry or ticked off, I got to hit a reset button.
0: I wrote in my journal a long time ago, and I read it this morning, and it seems appropriate to share it now. Fear is the only investment. That multiplies a hundred times, yeah, but never becomes an asset. That's really good. It's really it's good. The only investment you'll ever make that'll multiply—it's guaranteed to multiply, yeah. guaranteed. Tweet that out. But it never becomes an asset. Put that on your Twitter. I'll retweet that. Put that
1: on your our We Tackle. It's a, it's really good. I mean, it's I'm gonna use it. Uh, you know, thank you. You've actually been on your game today, surprisingly. <laughs> for a two-time state champion, well, I, I thought- shouldn't be surprised.
0: I thought for the last time, surprisingly? <laughs> physically, physically in the same location, I better bring it. Yeah. Uh, I'll miss you coming out here, but we're going to have the podcast. You're going to do it uh, on the phone, and uh, we figured out how to do that while I was in Arizona for the uh, Fiesta Bowl. So it'll still work. We'll figure out the video part of it, hopefully. Um, so... We appreciate the reception we've gotten from all of you. You guys encourage us. Yeah. Emails like we receive. Yeah. This one from Joseph, who's nominating his brother Steve for the $100 check on Friday. He says, my brother Steve has been affected. He's a chef and a restaurant worker by trade. He's also had uh, his own issues that he's dealt with his whole life, but now he's on track. He's out of work because the restaurant in Pennsylvania where he works for was shut down rather than do nothing. Listen to this. Yes. So he's, this guy's in a tough situation, okay? Yeah. He's lost his job. Rather than do nothing, Steve notified 50 of his neighbors, mostly elderly, that he would be baking and delivering for free homemade bread. Numerous appreciative neighbors have taken him up on his offer. If I am certain, I am certain if I am selected, Steve would utilize the funds toward his expenses. What you give will grow, what you keep you loose. I will match any contribution that you make. So there you go. There it is. Fantastic. Everybody uh, have a great day, and we'll talk to you again on Wednesday.